All right, man. Well, you were the hero last week and I gave you the uh, credit that you deserved. But this past week went a little differently. You were the hero, Liz. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Go, you can say it yourself um, as you just did. But yeah, man, you're the hero. I don't know what to tell you. It's Survivor. You had us go to the Dolphins. Even, uh, I mean, I studied like crazy on a Friday and I was like, we had, we had two phone calls. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted the Saints. We both had a bad Dallas feel. So really, it was such an enjoyable watch because, I mean, Dallas got blown out immediately. I mean, I was like rooting against the Saints pick, even though it cost me like my personal pool and whatnot. But um, yeah, by the way, did you mean to, were you this that drunk at your barbecue or did you mean to stick with uh, Brissette in my survivor pool? No, no. What happened was so, yeah, okay. So let's just, let's just tell the whole story. So we did, we talked, we had a couple of phone calls, right? So we, we, uh, we went over it and we were, and we both, it was weird. We both had a misgiving about Dallas. Dallas was 10 point favorites. Like the, the teams we were looking at were all under seven. It was Pittsburgh, New Orleans, or the Dolphins. It wasn't and, necessarily the Thanksgiving fade. Like we, there, that is an option because we have a Thanksgiving week, but we didn't like Dallas re- regardless of that. No, we I, actually, I want to fade Dallas at Thanksgiving. I think the pot odds are going to make us fade Dallas. I don't even think they're going to be an option on Thanksgiving. So, right. you know, we'll see how the pool goes. But I think, you know, hopefully Dak's not injured or something and everybody's on Dallas and we, you know, take it down then or take down most of it then. So I'm really counting on that actually to fade Dallas. So I don't expect, I, I don't, you know, all things being equal, I'd rather have the option and fade them with the option rather than not have the option. But we didn't care about that. We just wanted the best team to serve. It was a, a you, know, you don't want to take a, a sub seven point favorite because you're saving something for four weeks from now. You're not messing with that. So, you know, so that was amazing that you and I both like one of us could have been like, dude, you're crazy. You got to take Dallas. And we were both like, OK, we're out. That was sick because they got blown out. Right. That was the one that was the wrong pick. And we just dodged. It just that. sucks okay. that a lot of people did, quote unquote, save them in the big. I pool. know. That's just oh, dude, sucked. it would have yeah. taken down eighty oh, percent of the pool. It would have taken down so many if it wasn't for the stupid Thanksgiving twist. Yeah, totally, I know. totally, Ugh. totally, totally. Okay, but but still, we didn't take them right. And then you know, New Orleans, and it was back and forth. But I'll give you some credit, which I deserve for the Chiefs one, is that you said, "Fine, do it." You could have been like, "No, nah, dude, I'm not doing that." You know, you were like, "All right, if you want it, take it." And that also merits credit because. It's a, you know, it's a two-man thing. And like, you know, if you would be like, no, I need to get the Saints. I, I'm positive. I might have let it go. I might have let you do it. So, I mean, it's not just the guy who picks it right. It's also the guy who's like, all right, you want it? Fine. We'll go with your pick. And, and I did that with the Chiefs. I mean, normally I'm like, I, I didn't like the bang. I, I didn't like the Chiefs. I like the Bengals, but I went with it. So it was the same thing. So Sunday, I was at one point telling Brad, uh, telling Carlino, see, you know, I, I, I knew I wasn't confident yeah. in my pick. I didn't push my luck after last week. I listened to my partner. This is the way to go. Um, only problem with that is 90 minutes earlier, I was complaining and saying, why am I a spineless, nutless monkey? And let Liz talk me into this. I knew this finger injury was a real concern. This, yeah. I almost paid for this. Pay, this one article by, I forgot, Omar Kelly wrote that the Dolphins Ooh. are concerned about Tua. And I'm like, why did I not just pay the money for the paywall to send Liz that this was a real concern? All this stuff was going through my head. Sunday morning was really something. But, you know, when the kickoff happened, it was a four and a half point favorite versus a six and a half point favorite. The right. Would have, you know, it, I mean, it, it really, uh, you know, I mean, and, and and I still liked this, like the Dolphins were due for like a good performance, you know. Yeah, but, we like the spot. Tyrod Taylor was playing, though. I almost tweeted, but like, uh, it was funny. You went, you went um, uh, missing for about, for a while there, but it was funny. Uh, but um, but yeah. Anyway, I uh, the the I was just so upset that the oh, here's what I was gonna say. I almost tweeted. List doesn't matter the outcome. Our process was messed up here. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The outcome, but you now know that the outcome is all that matters, and you're very very happy that we did it the way we did it. And here's what here. So I, this is come part of the story that you don't realize. So 
Dolphins were five and a half, six. Saints were six, six and a half. It was very close. And obviously, if I liked the spot better for the Saints, which I did, then it was kind of a no-brainer. But I thought Tua had like 75, 80% chance of playing. And then when Tyrod Taylor early in the week was like, yeah, it's worse than Davis Mills. That was what first made it even a conversation. Like if it was, if Davis Mills was playing, like we, we would have both been all in on the Dolphins and there would be no discussion about it. 100%. So, but before Brissette was playing, before we knew that, I thought, I think uh, Tua is going to play and let's not be scared of Tyrod Taylor. He's not with Joe Montana. So that was Saturday and it locks on Saturday. So that was it. It was done. So I was, I went to a barbecue on Sunday and I drank a few beers and I had some wine, but I left early for the games, obviously. And I got home, you know, half an hour before the, the kickoff. And I put dolphins in for both your pool and the, uh, the circus survivor pool. And then I was like, maybe I'll just switch to Dallas because, because uh, two is out and Brissett's in. It's a four point favorite. Like it is what it is. And then I said, what am I doing? We're the team of destiny. What the fuck am I doing? Nutless switching that. Like, obviously we're going to win because we have the right one. What am I even thinking? So I switch it back to the dolphins. And of course, you're out. There's only like five or six of us left. And it's what? It's like three grand, that pool. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, I know you're down right. with three grand. And you know, that's the most turnovers in a game in five years. Nine combined turnovers. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Can I just say that my whoop picked up an activity? Like my heart raced during that game. It picked up like I was doing an act, like a physical activity. My heart started racing like I was, you know, running or something. My whoop during the second half of that, yeah, Barn burner, Dolphins, Texans game. Dude, By that way, game was an epic game. That was a great game. That was one of the best. That was like watching, you know, one of the greatest Super Bowls, like the Falcons, Patriots, or when you have money, when you have that much on a game, like you love that game. And plus, I had the Dolphins minus six and a half, which locked midweek. I'm uh, nine and oh on best bets. I, I, yeah, they covered, yeah. man. They just win, they covered. And I, I will tell you like a couple things. That Tyrod Taylor giveaway interception where he was like going out of bounds and he mm -hmm. threw an interception. They scored. They were up 10-6 and they made it 17-6. That was massive. Okay, that was a massive turn of events. But I'll say a couple things. One is Rufus Peabody. I'll give him a little credit. His numbers had the Dolphins, um, even with Tyrod Taylor. This is before the Brissett thing, but he, doesn't, he has like a one-point difference. As the best of the three between Dallas, them, and even Pittsburgh. And, and better than the Saints matchup that week. So that was actually just help me as like a sanity check of just, I don't really care what someone else's numbers are, but if I feel something and I want it just to be backed up by some data is sometimes nice. Like, okay, one of the data guys is like on board with this. It's not like totally out of left field. So that was helpful for my resolve. And uh, it was just funny that I was drunk and I, I wasn't, I, I was searching earlier, like about the Tua news. I kept refreshing Twitter on two, and searching for Tua, but I didn't get any till it was very you know close to game time that they, they didn't like when they announced everybody else he wasn't part of the announcement and then i got home and i was like i was walking home and i checked one time i was walking yeah, awesome a few, you had and a I few was, twitter notifications i imagine <laughs> i had a few i had a few and you did try to say if only someone had warned of this on twitter you nutless monkey to talk shit when i was saving your own <laughs> life while your life is being saved somebody's trying to kill you and you're complaining <laughs> about the details you know of like how i'm saving your life the so, funny thing and i reserved so much i wanted to say so much more too it was like herculean effort to not even say more but no now, yeah now I, you're I, glad I, I that that, yeah. that restraint that restraint was uh was worth it, it was, all right well we got past that but that was great i mean you know the bills lost i mean i would have taken the bills without a second thought would have taken the colts they won but we crazy. really yeah. this is a team of destiny i mean not only are we pulling out crazy wins we're dodging the worst. We dodged the Bengals when that was the chalk. We dodged the Cowboys when that was, I mean, this shit doesn't happen. You don't dodge two upsets where it's the chalk. You take the chalk. That's what you do. So right? many upsets last week. The Saints, the Bills. I mean, yeah. Just the Rams. Upset. If you I mean, took the Rams. The Steelers, Steelers almost went down. Oh, the Steelers, so dude. Nice. Oh, oh, man. 
man. They'll call it the ref at the call at the end. Dude, we gotta we gotta uh, talk about that. We gotta talk about that later. But anyway, that was before I forget, I like that Justin Fields is looking good and the way that Bears team's looking oh, for dude. our possible dude, alternative. Dude, you know what dude you and I are so yeah. on the same page, dude. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. already mapped this shit out. Yeah. Bears on Thanksgiving, because yeah, Dallas yeah. is a possibility this week, and I was like, yeah. no, we're I'm all in on the Bears. That's it on the road. They'll be four point favorites or whatever. I don't give a shit. You know, I hope the Lions beat the Steelers this week and get that out of the way, and the Bears will just smoke them, you know, week 12. But, you know, one of these games. But I got the shit. I, I don't want to look ahead, like, in terms of schedule. You have to with Thanksgiving with this rule. But I don't, you know, it's not like I'm going to see what the odds are and who's healthy. But I agree. I was already in on the Bears on this, and now I'm like, now I'm way in on this. So mm-hmm. this, this is coming together, this plan, right? And now we can't fuck it up. We, we can't get cocky because the reason we're the team of destiny is because we take it very seriously. We're really meditating on these games and really thinking about what we need to do. So we're going to keep doing it. I have an idea I want to, before we'll, we'll unveil it later, but I, I I've come up with the team I want this week. I think I, I've okay. really meditated on this for a few days and we've got a couple more okay. days to, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't have to lock it in on this podcast, but yeah, I'm only leaning away. I don't feel totally. Sold, okay. Well, so we'll talk yeah, about I'm it, but, but okay. I feel yeah. like I've looked at it. I, there's some issues, but I've I looked at it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Now, super conscious three and two, not enough to win the 15 grand or whatever we could have won. But Ted Bell said there's also a six-week prize. And now, you know, we're 11 and four over the last three. If we, if we go another 11 and four or something, we can, you know, maybe win that too. You know, so. I wanted to actually, you, you deserve some more credit for something. I, I, I hesitate to even give you it, but um, you deserve credit for the fact that this week did matter and we almost won 15 grand, that you had us fade that Vikings game. Do you remember when they were the clear yes. favorite? When Dallas, right. so, I mean, that was kind of an interesting thing. They had his favorite. And then my stupid Niners this last week, at least my Vikings, I told you, I pushed for that one. Yeah, you got it. The Bengal, Bengal, well, I was, I was the one who pushed for the Niners. So yeah. that's on me. Yeah, that you pushed for the Bengals. And I had a bad feel about that, even though was, I, I yeah. took the Bengals in this, in the staff picks too, but yeah. I had a bad, that was starting to like in my mind trend the wrong way. But anyway, whatever. Uh, we're on an 11-4 run. Okay, we're, yeah. we're six games, five, six games over 500. We're in the periphery. We're in this middle. We're in it. We're, 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 oh, yeah. You know. Harrison Smith gets COVID, and that line moves a half a point, and you give me shit, too, on that, on that one Sunday morning, too. Like, I did. Yeah, I, I said, I said well, look at the way that was going. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. That was just self-defense. Plus, I was drunk at that time. Yeah, so, uh, good. Fair. No, but, dude, funny. I enjoyed that Dolphins Texas oh, game that was so, so much. Watching that was so enjoyable. We were texting each other back and forth. Yeah, it was just was such great. a good game. I mean, there was such yeah, – yeah. There's a lot of shit and mistakes and like the Dolphins are up eight Nine with like 10 minutes turnovers. left, yeah, but they're up so eight. They're up eight with 10 minutes left. Right. And, and they're they in field goal over, range. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but this is worse. they're in field goal range. They pulled the Shanahan in the Super Bowl. They're in field goal range. All you got to do exactly. is run it three times, yeah. run two minutes, kick a field goal. Now you're up 11 and, and it's the yeah. Texans with like seven, six, seven minutes left. You're good. But what do they do? They threw three times the third one sack fumble. And now the Texans have the ball down one score. Like what, the, what are they doing? Yeah, bad. So bad. But yeah, that was a beautiful thing. It really was. That was, yeah. 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 It, it saved the rest of my day, man. I was having a bad fantasy day. Niners look season bad, maybe officially over, but man, just that Dolphins thing just made it all, all easier to write my Sunday rap, man. All on you. So I appreciate you. I appreciate yep. it. And I lost, yeah. yeah, I lost my home survivor. Like, yeah, it would have been a brutal day if you not, if we had gone uh, down, if you had not existed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that, no. No. Good. Glad I have a, uh, <laughs> a reason to exist so okay so let, let's go over these games we'll have some other stuff too but do it let's yeah. go over these games all right let's go quick raymond's minus seven and a half at dolphins i really like the dolphins but it looks like it might be Brissett again so i didn't make it my best bet for my streak you know i'm also nine and oh i mentioned that i'm best bets this year but i was 
contemplating it. I think it's way too many points. So I would use this. The only problem is, do we want to deal with the Thursday game with all this COVID nonsense and Brissett? I think maybe we pass just because we want to get more information before we commit. I basically echo everything you said. You know, the, the Ravens are tied with the Chiefs for allowing the most yards per play in the NFL this year. So, yeah, I definitely am on the Dolphins here. But because of all those other factors, maybe not push for the one of the five. Let's see if we can come, you know, see how we'll we see. Do the rest yeah. of yeah. We'll see where we get. Okay. Jaguars plus 10 and a half at Colts. I would use the Colts for sure. Uh, I just think it's a smash spot. The, the Jaguars got their win over the Bills. God knows how that happened. But the Colts, I think with the running game, we're just going to – pour it on and, and pull away. So I would use this. Yeah. Offense is horrible. Jacksonville coming off that win. It's one of the few that I took. Um, yeah. I even switched another big spread uh, since I sent you stat pick. This is the only huge spread I feel comfortable with. I'm with you. Sure. If you want to use it, okay. they, they I almost, built for their offensive lines healthy now and they're, they're good. Wentz is good. I mean, they're healthy and good. Yeah. 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 And I almost made this my best bet. It was my second best bet. And, you know, I got a lot, I'm very concerned about keeping this going. So it was tight. I almost used it. Uh, all right, Browns plus one and a half at Patriots. You know, in the staff picks, it was our only unanimous pick. And Pianow and Jeff made it their best bet. I would use it. I'm not as strong on it. I think the Browns are not the easiest team for the Patriots to dominate. They dominate like the Chargers, like a finesse team. This is a smash mouth team. There's there's not a lot of cleverness that's going to get into this. It's just going to be a, a war. But I took the Patriots. With you exactly again. Uh, this is bad. Yeah, no, um, I Nick Chubb may be a running back that matters, but uh, D. Ernest goes to He's the good. zone He's good. actually looks, uh, yeah. yeah, he looks, uh, he looks, um, he looks good. So, anyway, I'm with you that I like the Patriots and it, and I, it was immediate, but I'm like, oh no, but Cleveland could easily win that game. Okay. Falcons plus nine and a half at Cowboys. I took the Cowboys against the spread barely, but I don't know if Tyron Smith's going to play, and that's kind of a big deal, it seems like to them. Um, but they're not the Broncos, they don't have that kind of pass rush. But this one was a stay away. It was a really close call for me on the uh, spread. Yeah, it's a perfect uh, buy low, sell high. But I still took the points because over the last five weeks, Matt Ryan first in QBR. feels like maybe Arthur Smith just took a while to get it going. I mean, they, they, uh, they, they look good. That Saints team entered with a bunch of advantages in the trenches, as I told you. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of worried about this Falcons team. I think they make this a game. I like Matt Ryan and, and Pitts and fantasy and all that. So okay. I took the points. Bills minus 13 at Jets. I know you made the Jets your best bet. I'm fine with using that. I think this is, I made this line like 10 and Rufus has it at eight and a half. Jeff had it at eight. I mean, we're just like, yeah, it's a trap. You know, it's like, okay, this is obviously too much. They're just ignoring last week. They're ignoring the fact that Jets have played well two games in a row and I could see the Bills destroying them, but that it could happen obviously, but this is a kind of an insanely large line on the road. It's not a perfect setup because the Bills could be due for a bounce back where they just go crazy. I acknowledge that. But it's been two weeks since the bye where they've done this cover two shell defense in Kansas City and Buffalo. It's on them now to prove that they can beat it to me. And this Jets team with Magic Mike, that's way too many points for Magic Mike. That's disrespectful. Well, 13 at their building. This is like, this is as though the Jets were the Jets of, you know, a few weeks ago when they... We're getting no, they're way different with Zach Wilson without Zach Wilson. Corey, they're okay. different. No, that's a ton of points on the road for an offense that looks bad right. the last couple of right. weeks. No, okay. yeah, Jets. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Saints plus three at Titans. I almost switched this. I stuck with the Titans, but this is trappy to me. The Titans are obviously better than three points, better than the Saints at home, but it's trappy and the Saints are good enough to bounce back and win. The Titans are on a roll. I'm staying away. I Titans are the value. Saints are the are the spot. And I just, when it's like that, I just try to stay away. Yeah, it's a weird one, but I, I, I'm on the Saints on this one. I just believe in their defense. And Tennessee had those near two pick sixes on that Sunday night game. They're still without Henry. That's still, again, I need to prove it to me. So I, too many points. I mean, maybe they win by three, but there's no way. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Saints, and they might win outright. Okay. 
Buccaneers minus nine and a half a team. I like the team here. They played them tough in the playoffs last year. The, the team has played a little bit better the last couple of weeks. You didn't see it in the results. They've gotten stuffed on fourth down a lot. This is a big line on the road. And Antonio Brown is out. Godwin's banged up. Gronk might be out. I think this will be a game off the bye. I, I like this. Yeah, when I saw the Godwin news this morning, I almost emailed you. Can you switch the picks for me? I didn't want to bother you, but uh, I switched my picks on Fantasy Pros over to okay. the, the, the team. I have, yeah. Okay. No, and and Brady has like massive home road splits, actually. Like 18 of his 25 touchdowns are at home, for what it's worth. Like he does pile it on at home more. And Washington gave, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I like Washington. Brady can't escape a rush. You know, he can read it, but he can't escape it. I would use this one. It's not like my number one, but I would use it. It just seems like too much on the road. All right, Lions plus nine is Steelers. This was kind of a coin flip. I took the Lions... Off the bye, the Steelers just played Monday night in a very nail-biting game. So, uh, give me the uh, give me the Lions here. Yeah, I'll take the points, but I don't want to use it. Okay, Vikings plus two and a half at Chargers. This was a total coin flip. I feel like the Vikings. If it was like four, I would have taken the Vikings because they're you know if the Vikings were favored at home, I would have taken the Chargers. But this is right where like the Vikings. It's like in between how they perform. So I just I took the Vikings, but I really. I have zero interest in this. Like every game these teams have been involved with, but one or two have been decided on the final play, essentially. I mean, if any team game should be favored to go to overtime, it's this one. I wrote in the stat picks, um, you know, let's like this is the biggest wild card coin flip game of the season. I was hoping someone came back with it with the best bet this, this week, but that didn't happen. No, I, no nobody had as a best okay. bet. And, and it was literally, it was, said, yeah. and it was my biggest coin flip of this yeah, slate. Yeah, it, collect, so it should I, be. Yeah, no, yeah, that's it, a total coin flip. Oh, this line went up to Chargers minus three. Which man, that's kind of interesting. That two and a half, that's kind of a big difference. So somebody thought it was. There's some betters that really like the Chargers. Mike Zimmer just uh, coaches. He's horrible against the spread, man. I mean, if they have a big lead, he'll just run the ball. It's it's ugly. That game will come in overtime. I'm, yeah, that'll be the final play. Another one for sure. Panthers plus ten and a half at Cardinals. It just feels I have a Panthers feeling. The Cardinals killed the Niners. They look really good, but Murray's not going to play. Colt McCoy will not play that well again. Carolina's got a good defense. Getting rid of Darnold is a plus. Even if you put Davis Mills in there, it would have been better than Darnold. I like the Panthers. I don't want to use them, but I feel like I'm definitely on the Panthers in this game. Yeah, so the Cardinals feel like the Cowboys from last week coming off an yep. upset win with their backup quarterback, you know, and then uh, overpriced the following week. Um, I'm on the Panthers here, but it might also just be as a hedge because I'm, you know, we have to consider Arizona in Survivor, but we can talk about that later. But I took the points here, sure. Seahawks plus three and a half at Packers. Rufus loves the Seahawks. He makes them a favorite at home on the road for some reason. I guess he thinks the Seahawks team is better than the Packers team. I'm assuming both QBs play. I took the Seahawks though. I think they're desperate. They got to get back in this race. And I think Rogers is going to play well. I think all the bullshit he took last week, you know, we can talk about that later. We'll get him fired up to play a good game and seeing Jordan Love not play well at all. But I just think that this is going to be a tough game. This is a a desperate Seattle team and, and give me the three and a half. Uh, yeah. Who's to say how healthy Wilson's finger is, but one note I, I thought about it with Rogers is how flat they were week one when they didn't practice, you know, when he was holding out that time and he hasn't practiced for two. I think he's going to get cleared best case scenario Saturday night. So maybe that'll factor in. Anyway, if it's more than three, I like the Seahawks. I said, I also like them even in the stat picks is one of my favorites of the week. Nice to hear Rufus agrees. Um, yeah. If it's more than three, I'd consider the, the Seattle. Okay, Eagles plus two and a half at the Broncos. I may be overrating last week, but Broncos defense is legit. They seem to have found a little bit of rhythm with uh, Javante Williams, Jerry Judy. It just seems like they're they're okay. And the Eagles, I don't I don't like the Eagles. I just think they're a very herky jerky random team. 
And uh, I think the Broncos are better. And I, I'm willing to lay the wood. I took the points there. Total stay away from me. That's a, that's a tough okay. one. Okay. Chiefs minus two and a half at Raiders. This is my best bet. I put it all on the line for the Raiders. I watched that Giants-Raiders game. The Raiders were fine. They easily could have won. They had a pick six. They fumbled when they were already like you know in the red zone to lose the game at the end. But it was the Giants aren't that bad. They were at home. I wouldn't like hold that too much against the Raiders. Chiefs to me are just they're lost. Look, if, if they put up forty on the Raiders and crush them because Pat Mahomes and and Tyreek Hill do what they do, fine. That could happen. If it does, I, I lose my streak. But I feel like they need to show that before I'm going to just count on that. Like now it's the opposite. It used to be like, okay, they'll bounce back. They'll regress, take them off a loss. Now it's no, they're, they're lost. The Raiders are a better team. They're a better defense. Their offense is just as good, if not better. And they're at home and they're getting points. So give me the Raiders. Love the Raiders. This week, last week, agreed. It was just a weird thing. First lost fumble of the season for the Raiders. Um, you know, they had to deal with just losing Henry Ruggs. Maybe they're more adjusted with more time. Um, I feel like this spread should be flipped. They should be favored two and a half. Totally. Um, they're getting a great, an awesome pressure rate without blitzing. I mean, the Vegas defense is for real, and the Chiefs offense looks horrible. I, I don't know. I think it was Ben Solak was, was attributing it to, to Travis Kelsey looking washed. You know, because that's who should be attacking is the underneath route right. of these cover two shells. And Kelsey he just looks like a, he's 33 and a half years old. Um, so uh, that, 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 that offense needs to, uh, was almost, it needs to prove it to me against any defense, let alone an awesome Raiders one. So it might get wild a night game in Vegas. Yeah. Give me, we're using the rate, the rate is for sure. Yeah. It's my best bet. All right. Uh Oh, oh the, I don't know, the gambler's fallacy. You're due for a loss there. <laughs> That's true. The game's I'm overdue for a loss. Okay. Hold on. We need to take a break for a word from our sponsors. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. All right. So yeah, so we're on the Raiders. That's good. So you're big on the Raiders. That's my best oh, yeah. bet. I'm putting oh, yeah. on the line for them. Rams minus four at Niners. I took the Niners. I think both these teams are by lows, but I don't like either one. Like the Niners just were so embarrassing last week. And Jimmy G just, when, when that guy gets pressure, he's dead. He has nothing. He can't escape. He doesn't duck. He doesn't step up. It's just, I'm like, dude, I bet on you. And Every time the rush comes, there's never any improvisation. It's like he's dead. And you need something. You need, you know, at least that Brady Breeze kind of like slide step in the pocket or, you know, mobility to take off. He's like Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones, you know, without the athleticism. And it's just, I can't watch it. It's just sack, sack, sack. And the Niners defense, I mean, fucking tackle James Conner, dude. Like you can't, why can't you just make a tackle? It's just embarrassing. But it's just one week and uh, they're getting four at home against a division rival. And the Rams have their own issues. The Rams, you know, they, their offense, they don't really have playmakers. They have Cooper Cup. They have who? I mean, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods. Those are just, just guys. And they just don't have explosive playmaking. They're, they have a good quarterback, a good scheme. But so, yeah, give me the points. What do you think? Uh uh, yeah, embarrassing is the only way to describe the Niners last week. Um, yeah, their defense, uh, Colt McCoy, it, it's so, it's, you have a backup quarterback and then it's A dots three yards, but it works. You know, it's just the, the whole game plan changes and it's frustrating. But, uh, you know, Shanahan punted in the fourth quarter, one of the worst oh, yeah. surrenders Terrible. of the year. And he kicked an extra point when the team was down 18 in the fourth quarter. So instead of to make it a two possession game when they were only getting two possessions at yeah. best, 
he went, I mean, he's brain dead, man. I mean, he's yeah. bad at personnel, the decisions. None of the first rounders were on the field last week and the penalties and the turnovers. They're one in 11 over the last 12 home games. I mean, uh, the field of jeans is a disaster. I'll be there Monday night list. Um, but you got it right on the head. A couple of things, Jimmy G, your guy. I know you're clamoring for uh, Trey Lance. He's better than Sam Darnold. I'll give him that. Over the last two weeks, he's PFF's highest graded passer. Ah, you don't like PFF. Over the last two weeks, he's fantasy's highest scoring quarterback over the last two weeks as well. <laughs> but you hit it right on the head. PFF has him graded as by far the lowest of all qualifying quarterbacks this year. 36 out of 36 win under pressure. It's just and and they lost Mike McGlinchey, their right tackle uh, uh, for the season last week. And now they have uh, facing Aaron Donald and Von Miller on Monday night. So that might be a problem. But four points in the Niners. You, they always seem to show up when you when you write them off. So I took the points too, but they they they've been very disappointing. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think the Rams are that great. I think the Rams are top heavy, and then you look at the offense, and you're like, this isn't that good. I, I think it'll be a game. Stafford right. is banged up too. Stafford's like banged up. Yeah. He sprained his ankle, and he has a back issue or something. But yeah, I don't know, man. That could be. I'd I'd, lo- I'd rather see Trey Lance, but that could be really no fun for me to sit through a disaster. There, the Niners looked so bad last week. That really was embarrassing. I mean, James Conner running all over leads the NFL in touchdowns is crazy. And then just the quick Trey Lance thing that we talked about on XM. It's like, dude, you, you traded up to take this guy third. You see your quarterback getting destroyed. You're three and five. You got to just unleash it. You got to turn it over. You got to just say, ready or not, this is it. You, you got pick, We picked you with this pick. You got to go out and maybe you'll pull a Justin Fields and have a couple of bad games and then show a spark. And then by the end of the year, we're like, sweet, we're set for the next decade. Or we'll know, oh man, this was a crazy trade up. This is a total project. We made a mistake and then, you know, do pull a Josh Rosen and just start over. He's so young and so raw and coming off a knee sprain, uh, but, and they're like a half game out of the final playoff spot. But um, I hear you. Yes. I mean, Jimmy G ain't it, ain't it. He ain't it. And it's, he almost gets his receivers hurt with these medicine balls too. But I mean, I can see both sides. I don't think it's like he's the biggest idiot in planet earth for that decision. Like you do, but um, yeah, I'm also clamoring. It's not so much that he's the biggest idiot for starting Garoppolo now over him, but then just don't take that guy at three. I mean, it's just so crazy to have taken a player at three that at this point in the season, you're still not confident to play. Like that is just, I guess it's a sunk cost. Like, okay, well, we made a mistake. What do we do now? But like, I don't think it's a sunk cost. I think he really is not giving up on this season or Jimmy. I mean, I think, I mean, that might be, I mean, like they can't undo that pick. Like that's a sunk cost. Well, same with their second rounder, Aaron Aaron Banks and Trey Sermon. So what else is new? No, but I'm just saying like, it's just inconceivable to trade up for the number three overall pick and be eight games of the season at three and five and your starter is not the answer and you're not, you're still not bringing him in. It's just, it doesn't make I any know, sense. But it's also just, it's, it's also like convenient to make the quarterback. We want to frustrate. I mean, George, George Kittle lost the fumble in the first drive. Uh, you lost another fumble yeah. inside the 10. I mean, a lot of things could have changed yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G's uglier stats were all the second half when they were down and they were getting blitzed. Whatever, no, no. But, By the way, so, I mean, I hear he throw, you know. he's not Darnold. I mean, he can throw the, a ball. He can actually yeah. throw a forward pass. Uh, he made a couple of good passes. It wasn't the throws. It was just like, as you said, when he was under pressure, it was just like, oh man, there wasn't even any hope that he could get out of it. He just was, he was dead. And that, you know, in the modern NFL, it's tough. All right, enough on that. Okay, so we'll get our five. We're definitely taking the Colts. We're definitely taking the Jets. Jets and Raiders. Raiders. We're taking the Raiders. And we would take there, the team. We could take the team. Uh, possibly, and we could take the mm-hmm. Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it. Absolutely. That it. Yeah. Okay. D- yeah. Done. Done. That was easy. That was one yeah. of the easiest we've had. Okay. So that's that. Now we got to get to the real discussion. Um, yeah. So, 
so my at some team, point we can hedge by the way as someone pointed out we should look at that prop market thing if that's at that i'm just curious and, and yeah. hedging at some point we can both those things are, are, are at least interesting i mean i think what happens at some point it depends what the pot odds are in a certain game but let's say you know if there's like 10 people left in 600k that's more money than i've won you know in these contests by far but It'd be a little like, oh yeah, we got 300K. You know, there's no private jet. I'm not spending half of that shit to get to <laughs> Vegas or maybe all of it. So that's not that exciting. But you might say, and, and people do this to say, okay, let's each, let's take out like a third of it, right? So instead of for six mil, we're paying for four mil and everybody gets 100K. You know, I mean, 200K, right? And you and I each get 100. And then we just play for the rest because it's kind of sick. Not that we're the team of destiny. So this is against our interest to even talk about this, <laughs> but it's kind of sick to just be like betting hundreds of thousands on like, you know, NFL football with the referees and what happened in the Pittsburgh. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to be a team of destiny. So you don't care, obviously, but that's not a bad idea. Right. To like, so there's 10 people left say, and we take out two mil of the six mil and we split it 10 ways, 200 each. And then we play for the four mil or is that yeah. just too nutless monkey? No, no, no. Well, yeah, let's let's yeah, let's. That's absolutely something we need to consider for sure. I mean, if well, you know, we be, they, well, and, this week, and everybody else would need to agree and whatever else. But I think that is how it would kind of go down, sure. or there'd be yeah. some groups of people offering to do right. that. That makes sense. Sure. Um, okay, so that's one thing. The team that came to me when I was walking the dog after a couple of days of milling it over was Dallas. I, I looked at there's really so we have one. We have a couple of problems. One is Christmas Day. And it may not get to Christmas Day because Thanksgiving could be a bloodbath if everyone's on Dallas. But there's, you know, 680, 90 teams left. And if you started out in a survivor pool 680 week one, it might last all year. I mean, it's still a lot of teams. So assuming we have to use Christmas Day, I was looking at we've used a couple teams already. We're probably going to need to save the Titans and Cardinals for that. At least one. Ideally, too, because you don't know if someone's quarterback's hurt or something at one of mm -hmm. those games. And they're not like 10-point favorites, more like 7-point favorite type games right now. I have to look at who it is. So the Cardinals, I'm not saying we can't use them. And we can always deal. You always have to make sure you have two sides of at least one game so you can at least just get your hedge or hope. But Christmas, we're, we're really we're getting close to the finish line. Just keep that in mind. Uh, you want me to pull it up right now, the Christmas uh, schedule? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So part of your theory on this one would be very few people would use Dallas this week. Obviously, if they held them last week and they're still 97.1% available. So that would be certainly part of it, right? Well, I, yeah, I think the pot odds will be good for us on Dallas. I don't think there'll be a huge pot odds week, though, because there's so many options like last week that I don't think there's going to be some huge, you know, 50% team or anything like that. Okay, so... These are, the, these are the games. It's Niners at Titans. Definitely a, a possibility with the Titans. And it's Browns at Packers. We've already used the Packers, right? So like yeah. it's in Green Bay. You're probably not going to want to use the Browns. I mean, unless Rodgers gets hurt or whatever. And then uh, Colts at Cardinals. And, that's and the Niners are so much better on the road too. Just don't remember, forget that. They're just like okay. way worse at home. Anyway, okay, what's well, the last one? Colts at Cardinals. So the, you know, the Cardinals will probably be right now like six point oh. favorites, but the Colts are good. We might, you know, we can't use the Colts because we've used them. So you want to be able to, I, I think the most important thing is to have both sides of one game. So like Niners, Titans, we'll know who the favorite is, but if Tannehill's hurt or something, maybe it's a pick -em and maybe we just have a vibe that we got to take the Niners on the road. And you know, that's that, but we can't use the Niners and Titans. I mean, we could use the Cardinals, but let's say Tannehill gets hurt and the Niners kind of use Lance and Lance is not ready for prime time, but they're just auditioning him. 
you know, it's some ugly stuff not to have the Cardinals in our back pocket. I don't think the Browns, I think we'd use the Browns. I think they play the Texans later. We'd use them because at Green Bay, I don't think something we really want to save. But Tennessee has a game at home against Houston and a game against Jacksonville upcoming. Yeah. We might get some pot odds out of that though, too. But that's just something to keep in mind, you know? So, so I think the factor is I did not realize, and I, uh, I, I mean, I did at one point, but not, not factoring in this week, is Arizona playing a home game on Christmas Day. Right. And, but it's against the Colts. So this is not, yeah, this is not an ideal game. And I think Arizona is going to fall apart. I think this is fast start is not uh, who they really are. So how against it? Cause that's where I was leaning this week, even though I hate the setup again, coming off, you know, who knows if it's a banged up Kyle, Kyler Murray or McCoy coming off such a great upset. Um, and, and PJ Walker's an unknown, but from what everything points to is he's still a disaster too, but Darnold's so bad. Maybe it'll be a conservative game plan. No, that's right. It'll be better. Be no turnovers. Like I'd way rather Darnold actually. So, but the Arizona's defense is like for real. They're really, really good. So, you, so yeah, is Carolina's. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. If it's Colt McCoy versus PJ Walker, this, I, I don't want any part of that. That's okay. just, to All me, right. that's just like an ugly defensive field goal type of game. And yeah. one, one defensive touchdown or whatever can swing it. Like, I don't even I, I don't want the Cardinals this week. I, I think this this is the Denver Dallas game. And hopefully actually. Dallas wasn't figured out with his Fangio. It was just the first game back for Dak. He was off. Um, well, and, I, and as I worried about uh, Denver does not turn the ball over and they're the slowest paced team. So it was like few possessions and there was a bunch of fourth downs they didn't get. Um, but Atlanta, again, number one QBR of the last five weeks with Arthur Smith uh, there. I mean, it's just not it's not nothing. Not nothing, but there's no Calvin Ridley. Tyron Smith would be real nice. But um, I hear you. It's a great, it's a great bounce back with the Falcons coming off this huge upset against the Saints and the and the and the Cowboys laying an egg, like an F minus performance. If, if Tyron Smith were cleared, I'd be like Dallas, do it. The, the, and the I, fact I brought that, up Dax at home road splits are like out of control. So good. But he was him. terrible last week. Tyron Smith is like the Jenga piece that holds this thing together because their offensive line is good. Then Dak has time, and Dak's very good. But he's not mobile like he used to be. He, he's not quite yeah. Garoppolo, but he's halfway between Garoppolo and what he was. And so when, when there's pressure, he's just not the same guy. Um, he's not able to make his own plays as much. Yeah, so because I, I'm not like worried that Judy and Sutton and Bridgewater move the ball against them, though. But it's just a little bit more eye-opening that the team that has been a bunch of injuries on defense traded away Vaughn Miller and Malik Reed got hurt on Friday and Patrick Sertan left and they still shut him down. So that was just weird, but every team has an F game. I mean, it happens, right? Hopefully, yeah, I, I, hopefully yeah. that's all it was. You know, people say, no way Dallas lose two in a row at home to these crappy teams. And I could see it happening. It's hey, the Falcons are a playoff team right now. Minus four, point different, fourth worst point differential in the conference, but a playoff yeah. team right and now. And the Giants <laughs> had them beat. I think Washington had them beat. Like they just, they really, I oh, know Washington did beat them. So they could have beat Washington. Yeah, they're like the, you know, they're like, one of those middle of the road teams that you know, isn't very good. And maybe um, Arthur Smith has figured something out and, and, and this is now like a decent team, but I, I think Dallas kicker too. try to announce their name, a new kicker's name. Uh, who's the, who's, who's the new yeah, kicker? I'm not going to go there, but it's a, it's a tough and a tough one to pronounce. Uh, but yeah. Is wait, it a guy I've we've never, heard of? No, I never heard of him, but I, I hate okay. the, uh, hate the kicker, the shaky. Oh, me too. On, on hate that. Hate that. I, that drives me nuts, but. Okay. So I saw that the Zerline was down and that was a little dicey. I was like, Ugh. And, um, I, and then young hoes on the other side too. So big kicking advantage would be against us there. That's right. Up. Normally you stick with your tried and true. You don't go to the young ho, yeah. but in this case, you know, there's always, you don't want to be too dogmatic about this. So then there's another option though. We're, 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 we're leaving out Pittsburgh. We've used Tampa. We've used Buffalo. We've used the Colts, yeah. but Pittsburgh's an option. They're home against Detroit. 100%. Yeah. And it's not crazy, but, 
Pittsburgh playing a life or death Monday nighter and Detroit off the bye, winless. And Pittsburgh, I, here's the other thing. Pittsburgh was, you know, 0-3 or whatever, and they, or they're like 1-3, and, and they stormed back, and now they're totally in the thick of it. But I could see the Browns losing to the, the Patriots. I could see the Ravens. Well, they'll probably win against the Dolphins, but it's not a lock in Miami. And then the Bengals have been falling apart. Like the, I feel like the Steelers, there was this like fierce urgency. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to overanalyze the win losses because weird stuff happens, but they could lose this game and be okay. Like it would be horrible to lose to the Lions, but they still make the playoffs. This is not like life or death for the Steelers, where I think the Steelers could look ahead a little bit, especially off a very short week and Detroit's got some time. I think the Steelers will win, but I think it might be tougher. And the Steelers' offense is so bad that you could see it getting bogged down and the, and the Lions doing that thing they did to the Ravens where it's like dump off to Hawkinson, dump off to Swift, dump off to Jamal Williams. It's this little like go on fourth down, get it, and just you know do that kind of thing. So Steelers can't run the ball and put away games that well. Uh, it's, it's really just their defense is all they got. And, uh, and that defense was shredded by Fields over the second right? half. I mean, and, totally. Claypool is going to be out. You know, all they have is Deontay Johnson. The offensive line is bad. I don't really like Pittsburgh here. I mean, it's not crazy, but I don't like them coming off that win the way they did. And then I, I think Arizona with the backup QB is a no-go. I just, I think that's shaky. I think the Panthers uh, without Darnold are going to get like four points worth of, I mean, it's like 20 points, but I mean, you know, expected non-turnover value. Mm-hmm. PJ Walker is going to be told to play very safe. McCaffrey's back. That makes it a lot easier for the QB. I think Dallas is the team. I think I, I don't, I don't want to, we can, we can meditate on it a bit more, but I did for a couple of days and I was walking the dog and was like, boom, it's Dallas. Uh, And, and it's our plan. We knew we were using Dallas this week. We knew we weren't going to use them last week. Once we decided we're like, we'll use them next week. We're not going to save them for Thanksgiving. The pot odds are going to be there. I mean, in our pool, let's look at the, uh, we should look at the, that, that sheet of the numbers on the circa, I'm looking at it, have it right in front of me. It's a funny way to prove that we didn't save, but we've saved them for the right reasons last week too. I mean, we avoided them for the right reasons last week. Not for you nutless monkeys that lucked out because of Thanksgiving. No, we thought they might lose last week. So right. that's a way of doing that is by using them right away. I know it's oh. anecdotal, but I do not like, um, I don't like uh, Pittsburgh winning that game Monday night. I would have felt so much more comfortable had they lost and upset, you know, a field goal at the end. But Claypool also out, as you said. Um, Detroit, the whole buy thing is actually conversely, um, I heard someone say it, I forget whom, but it's like ever since the NFL stopped allowing teams to practice on that first week, it's been a detriment. And then, really? sure, enough, the, then sure enough, the Ravens last week, totally uh, the first quarter just done. They couldn't get anything offensively. Um, it took them, you know, I think overtime for a lot to happen. So um, that's something to keep on your radar, our radars a, li- a little bit. Maybe the, 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 the bye weeks, the teams result in slow, slow starts. But anyway, having said that, Ben Roethlisberger is talking about a banged up shoulder. This team kind of sucks in a way if you if you squint. So yeah, I'd rather I don't really want to lose them. And and as much as I'm worried about the Falcons who do look pretty solid, um, just the setup here, the setup is nice, man. With the, with the and Falcons Atlanta won on the last second field and, goal too. They barely Atlanta, won. They just coming off a huge upset win. And I do not like the uh, even though I was leaning Cardinals, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I hated the fact that they came off a, a huge upset win against the Niners like that. I mean, and now they're going to play either McCoy or it genuinely hurt Murray. So yeah. I'm pretty locked in with you now at this point. I, I hear you. It feels, okay. feels, it feels I, like the right. It came to me this morning. Or oh, but, was, uh, but was okay, a... hold on. Here's because here's the other variable. Sorry, you, this just means that you're really going to have to go real man though on Thanksgiving because that 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 bear spread's going to be three points. You know, I mean that's what we have. That's we're making that decision today. 
Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, it's like in poker, you're not going to win the big tournament unless you have some close all-ins, right? Like, you're not going to, we're not going to always have a 10-point favorite every week. And then when you look at pot odds um, and the pivots we're going to have to do, we're going to have to win some three-point games. It's going to have to happen to take down these 700 people. We got to kill these people, you know, and there's 700 left and we're not going to kill them with a, with a knife. You know, we got to go with the full-on bazooka and that's taking the, the three, right? That's going off the, we got to get, you know, we got to get serious here. You know, we got to risk our own lives. You know, it's like, we got to, Getting, you know, I'm mixing metaphors. I'm mixing war metaphors, but you get what I'm saying. Don't care that they lost last week. Honestly, the more, I mean, I heard that stat, man. They were like one of the least splitting team on first and second down in the league and like the top three in pressure rate, the Raiders, they might be really good. Like the Raiders might be good. Like they could be. Yeah, they, I don't, dude, yeah, this I, is it. This is the, this is the way. They're going to win this week. And then I don't know who they play in week 12. I mean, week 11. But let's say they, you know, they win, you know, eh, they, they have a decent game week 11. Everyone's oh, like, oh, it's Dal- the Cowboys. Dallas, Dallas, guess who they play before that Raider game? In Kansas City. Oh, that's great. So they're going to beat yeah, Kansas City, who sucks. Game. And yeah, everybody's going to be like, everyone's going to be like, Arrowhead. oh, yeah. Dallas is so good. Yeah, that line's going to balloon. Yeah. They're gonna, it's going to go up to 8-9 against the Raiders. And everyone's going to be on Dallas. going to be like 80% because there's no choice. There's nothing else. There's Lions, Bears, and there's Saints at the Bills. And people have used up the Bills anyway. And who's going to use that, right? Sorry, it's Bills at Saints. It's an unusable game. It's unusable. And they're all going to pile on Dallas. Donkeys that they are, not doing the pot odds thing. 90% of the people aren't doing pot odds. They're looking ahead. Game in Arrowhead, a 125 start dude, in Arrowhead. So an after, like a night, a night, you know, an afternoon game. Everyone's going to watch. For them, it's three weeks later, too. It's not, they're normally playing at 10 a.m., Cowboys. So, a, you know, and then a short week after we, Arrowhead. Hey, ooh. dude, the sickest thing ever, but this would never happen uh, because somebody, somebody, somebody's, somebody's you know, doing it. Raiders will have a couple home games before, too. Okay. Right. <laughs> but the sickest thing ever for the team of destiny, but this will never happen because there's got to be some people in this pool who are like us, who aren't looking ahead to look ahead. They're looking ahead to see what other people are doing. For being quiet about it though, private about it. Oh yeah, no one, no one knows. But you know, these are randoms. It's not like the fantasy industry. It's like, you know, Ted Bell's in it. I, he's still in it. I oh, think he might've got, oh, knocked, it, you he know might have got knocked out, but I, I don't know, but he's in it. Oh. I don't know, maybe he may have the Colts this week. Anyway, because he's in he's in my, ours. I think he's in mine. So he yeah, might be. but you know he's in. Circa, you know that the Circa Sports lights all. Every time I, I everyone asks how many are left, and I tweet that the Circa goes and lights lights. Yeah, so they, they have a they have a notification. The they know who the team of destiny is. They've already written the check to us. It's already written out. They don't waste time. But here's the thing. Sorry, you were saying. Sorry. I think out of the 690 people left, I'm sure like 10% do the pot odds thing. I I don't think a lot of them do though. I think probably a small amount do. So I was thinking like, but what if none of them did? And literally we got like a 94% on Dallas would be the sickest. That would be the sickest thing ever. It would be hedge worthy. If we wanted to, we could bet the lions money line or something like that. But like, if nothing else would be the sickest Thanksgiving, I really hope we win this. Oh, week dude, in Dallas. Dude. If not, whatever. It would take two more weeks, but whatever it is, it'd be the sickest thing ever. Thanksgiving. I mean, uh, yeah. And my in-laws too. I'm already locked in. I'm going, dude, to I'm supposed to go up to uh center of the co- center of the country. I, they better have good internet. I'm going to be streaming from my phone and airplaying it onto their TV. It's going to be very, that's always shitty. Like it always the like glitches, plans you know, together. the plans coming together. I felt Come Dallas on, this week, the bears on, next Smith. week. There's some interesting ones, but don't worry. I don't want to get into analyzing that no, because, no, no, no. because there'll be changes. We don't even need to look. Yeah, uh, yeah, it just yeah. screws up the process. Okay. So we're pretty much on Dallas barring some sort of new information that comes bone in. Bone spur for Tyron Smith. It's a bone spur. Ah, come on, man. Ugh. Play through a bone spur. It's no big deal. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. that. All right. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. I feel good. So uh, anything else on your mind? 
Um, just the Astroworld con concert was crazy. That's the only note I have. I don't really know what you could say about it other than scary shit. I don't know um, what. I mean, there was a, the, the talk of the injection, but also obviously just it's that fentanyl and bad drugs getting passed around. And it's just it's scary, man. It's just I don't know how many deaths there were, but if you watch any of the videos of people per firsthand account, it sounds just like a crazy, crazy, crazy thing that happened at that. I don't know if you follow that at all. I saw a little bit. I don't, this, that stuff, I, it's horrible, but I don't really pay it. You know, I know you don't care attention. about it, but it, it is, no. wow, like, like it's a nightmare scenario. But anyway, so what, what are your thoughts this week? A lot, lot so, going on in the world. <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on. I guess just do a couple things. We can't touch on everything. One is the Aaron Rodgers situation, right? So Aaron Rodgers, uh, again, like I didn't listen to the whole clip. I listened to a, a little bit of his interview. A couple things struck me. Like one is uh, apparently he was dishonest about his status, right? He said something like, I'm immunized. He didn't say vaccinated, but he said immunized. And he knew that was misleading mm -hmm. them. And a lot of people are pissed at him for lying, but he didn't want to be a second-class citizen on his own team. Like if you don't believe that it's necessary for your own protection and you don't believe that it's really stopping the spread, then by saying I'm unvaccinated, you're basically saying I'm a second class citizen. I have to do all these protocols that no one else has to do. Okay. Like it, he did lie. I mean, I would consider no, but it a he lie. He didn't hide it from any of his teammates. He's well, okay. I mean, right. He didn't, he didn't, he, all his teammates knew. I mean, so. But too, like even the fact that, you know, he, you know, whatever he said to the media or whatever, I mean, who cares about the media, misleading. but yeah. it was misleading. I mean, I would, I would consider it a lie. Like it was, he was telling, he, totally they fair. got, they got an impression from him yes. that he knew they were getting, which is not what the truth was. I mean, it might've been the truth. Like he might've had some immune status or not, whether that worked or not, I have no idea, but he didn't get the vaccination. They, he was, they were led to believe that they got the vaccination. It was dishonest. But like nobody's saying like, well, why would he do that? Why would he do such a thing? He's a horrible person. Well, he did it because he didn't want to be a second class citizen. While, you know, this is a person who's, you know, at the top of his game, the reigning MVP. And he's got to walk around with all these protocols. Now they're saying, well, those protocols are for everybody's safety. But if you don't believe that it's for their safety, because A, you don't feel it's a risk for you. B, your teammates know. And C, you know that it doesn't prevent the spread and that vaccinated people can catch it. And also they're protected to an extent from having the vaccine, then don't just act like he lied in a vacuum. If someone's like, look, if you, if you tell the truth, you got to go on this side of town, on the crappy side of town. If you, if you lie, you get to go with everybody else. Oh, you're a liar. You, you, you know, it's to me, that's like, it's not really, it, it's setting him up in a way that's like, well, what is he supposed to do? Be honest and be treated like a second class citizen or mislead uh, and be able to go about his business like the MVP quarterback that he is. Right? It's not his fault that this fucking totalitarian yeah. regime. And the fact right. that he's not in any way putting his teammates in any theoretical harm's way, they all knew it. And he did. They knew it. Whatever, yeah. In general, most people recover from this illness without serious incident. Secondly, most people in their physical condition at their age, especially recover it. And third, if they're vaccinated, which most of them probably are, at least have the chance to be ostensibly, they're even more protected. So, Here's something else that was telling about this whole conversation. People, nobody was offering me Devontae Adams, right? You saw Devontae Adams with Jordan Love. He's not that valuable of a wide receiver. Nobody was trying to trade me Devontae Adams in any of my leagues. Aaron Rodgers, he took the Joe Rogan protocol. He could probably die. I, I'm going to trade you Devontae Adams. Nobody's offered me Devontae Adams at a discount. Why? Because none of these fucking disingenuous people really believe Rodgers was at any risk. So they're, they're shitting on him for the type of treatment that he chose, which is his business, who cares what treatment he chose? Even if he's wrong, who cares? But secondly, even if, if you really believe he's so wrong, then you should be worried for his safety and his health, his life. 
but nobody was at all worried about his health. So the whole thing about this being so dangerous is just completely disingenuous because if they really believed it, they'd be like, well, first off, I hope he's you know, okay because this is very dangerous what he's doing. Nobody's talking like that. They're just like, he's a bad person. That's basically all they were saying. Yeah. Um, Tim Fool has a whole uh, a YouTube clip this last week talking about he called Joe Rogan and it might have saved his life, um, the, uh, the, the treatment that he got right away. But um, yeah, I don't know. Howard Stern's going on a rant saying that Aaron Rodgers should uh, be kicked out of the league. Um, I, I, I'm at a loss of words and don't know how to properly convey how off the rails I feel things have gotten here. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. It's, it's wild to me. I, like, I, don't, I don't understand. So there's that, right? So A, nobody's concerned about his health because they all know that he's going to be fine because he's at incredibly low risk. And also he's a rich person who's going to get all the treatment. Now, secondly, like I, you know, when I got sick, I did the same thing. I probably didn't get as good of stuff as he had, but I had ivermectin. I had a lot of vitamins. You know, it was before Joe Rogan's podcast. I wasn't consulting Joe Rogan. I was doing my own research. I was you know, looking at doctors and people who had treated thousands of frontline COVID patients on the front lines and had been testifying what had made a difference in their very, very strong opinion and data studies. I was looking at that stuff and I took it. Do I know that that's the reason I got better quickly and without serious incident? No, I have no idea because I don't have a control group where I didn't do it to see what would have happened. So I really have no idea. It could be all complete placebo or it could have really helped me. I have really no idea. I just do know that the thing is safe. It's given worldwide by the tens of millions all through Africa. By the way, Africa, nobody talks about Africa. You know what the vaccine rate is in Africa? 6%. You know what the death rate is in Africa? Lower than anywhere else in the world. People don't know why. Well, there's a younger population. They're younger. Secondly, maybe they get a lot more vitamin D from the sun. They're exposed to the sun more. But thirdly, you know, they take a lot of ivermectin and hydrochloroquine just because of malaria and the, and the disease that ivermectin was uh, you know, invented to cure. So they're on this stuff all the time. So again, we don't know if those are the causes, but it's, nobody talks about this country with basically no vaccination rate is, is doing great. It's like, doesn't exist. Uh, you know, again, like this just deleted from any discussion in the West, like of what's going on in a gigantic continent with like a billion people. Nobody wants to talk about that. Very strange. But, but, but let's just go back to one last thing. So nobody cares about the health. They're accusing him of lying, but obviously like he's being put in a situation where if he tells the truth, he's going to treat like a second-class citizen, even though he doesn't agree with any of this. And third, you have all these people, I'm not going to mention any names, but you have these like borderline anorexic treadmill jockeys without irony, mocking a professional elite Hall of Fame NFL quarterback who's played in the NFL for 15 years uh, and managed to stay health, relatively healthy enough to put up a Hall of Fame career. And, and you adrenally challenge uh, treadmill jockeys are telling him about health and taking care of his body. Like, do you really think where your job basically just sit on camera and talk and this guy is basically like his body is his like, it's his livelihood, his life and death for him to get away from these gigantic, crazy people trying to kill him. That that guy doesn't know about health, maybe doesn't uh, have a good idea. And what do you even give a shit? It's not your problem if, he's, if he does something else that you don't agree with. Like, why do you even care what his regimen is? Like, the, the vaccine does not prevent spread. Say, look, I want this protection. I want this. This is something I want to get for myself. Great. I think medicine should be available to everybody, all the medicines. And I think people should, with full consent, take whatever one that they feel gives them the best chance. I would never want a medicine not available to every person that, that wants it, every consenting adult. But this business of you know, telling a, a grown man who's the MVP of the, of the NFL, who, who takes care of his body as part of his living, and you're some sort of talking head, like telling this guy, like, 
it, to me, it's just without irony. I, I don't understand. They're like, oh, he's not an epidemiologist. He listened to Joe Rogan. Well, Joe Rogan, you know, like Joe Rogan, who makes $100 million, knows 500 doctors and isn't looking at like all the stuff on, online that's available about all the studies and all the stuff that he's not consulting with his own experts. Of course he is. Joe Rogan has access to everybody. He has access. He talks to Elon Musk on his show. He's got access to people you can never talk to. What, you think you're watching CNN and the fake bullshit made for TV, fake epidemiologist, that that's something that's fucking legitimate or the CDC, which lied and said masks are 80% effective and everybody around the world was laughing at it being like, that's just not even the most pro mask person even thinks that's even legitimate that, you know, what's her name? Uh, Walensky went on uh, TV in March and said, if you get, uh, if you get the vaccine, you can't catch or spread COVID. I mean, you're trusting the CDC or the fucking uh, idiots on CNN or these TV shows, uh, you don't think Joe Rogan has better access to like actual people on the front lines who are the leading researchers? Of course he does. Of course he does. I have better access than CNN does on my Twitter account, just looking at shit, you know, because I'm not, you know, in this sort of regulatory capture world where everybody just does what the pharmaceutical company says. I actually look at the data all the time and I change my mind all the time and I'm, I get contrary views. Many of them are pro-vaccine they think mostly old people should take it or, or people with pre-existing conditions, but they believe it offers protection. It's just that it's not sponsored by big pharma. You know, it's just, it's just a scientific opinion. Anyway, I know I'm rambling really long, but it's driving me fucking crazy. Some of this. And Rogers got so much uh, crap on just all day too, from when he, you know, he went out and he talked about it afterward and it's uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of certainty, you know, over the last 18 months to me, if there's anything I learned is this not to be certain about things, but man, people are, are sure. It's just, it's mean spirited too. Like it's hate. It's very mean spirited. Yeah. It's just hate. It's not like, uh, the sincere position would be, Hey, uh, I get that he doesn't agree with this, but I've looked at the studies and I really think it's important that he does this. How do we reach people like that? Who, who we can, who, you know, how do we help right. connect? That would be like the legitimate side of it. If that's what you think, the way they're just the mockery and derision, it's just, it's nasty. And you know, it's how you've seen it on Twitter and I've dealt with some of it for, because I said, Oh, I took Ivermectin. I got totally better. It wasn't like, ah, Hmm. You got totally better in a few days. Right. And so did Aaron Rodgers. So did Joe Rogan. Yeah, maybe it's just uh, noise. Huh? Well, what about Uttar Pradesh where 300 million people seem to conquer COVID with very little uh, deaths in India because they use a lot of Ivermectin. Eh, maybe I'll look into that. You know, again, I'm not even saying it works. I don't know. I, my experience is it, 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 the outcome was good, but I can't attribute it. Uh, there's no way for me to attribute it. Fuck, there was one other thing I wanted to mention about this, but maybe maybe that's enough. Maybe it's enough uh, ranting about this fucking situation, but it's, it's just... Um, I hear you, man. Um, you got anything else? No, I was in the middle. I, I, had an, I had something to say, but whatever. It's, it's no big deal. It was Rogers related somewhere. You want a quick Bitcoin before we sign off? Something more positive? Sure. Sounds good. Yeah, doing well. Nice week. Yeah, it gave back a few thousand today, but I mean, it doesn't even, today, oh, what, yeah. it's an all-time high from a week ago? Wow, it's amazing. Inflation, 6.2%. I don't think they can get that genie back in the bottle. They're acknowledging I, it too. You know, I, I've seen New York Times column saying, oh, it's a little bit more than anticipated. <laughs> this money's going to be flooded into Bitcoin, I, I think, from this. And, you know, it's sort of like, how fast is it going to happen? Um, 6.2 is not the real number, obviously. It's the very uh, cherry-picked friendly number that they have it's probably mm. more like 15 percent mm -hmm. and you know you start to think about that like if your stocks aren't going to everyone's like i'm such a good investor my stocks are up like 20 percent this year it's like yeah they they're really up like three percent they they beat inflation by like three percent like everybody's doing well except people that don't own assets 
it, the beauty of it is with a lot of these apps, like, you know, um, cash app or some of the other apps you can buy five bucks worth or you can buy five bucks worth of Tesla stock or whatever. I'm more Bitcoin side of it, but um, did you buy Tesla right before this? Didn't it have a little bit of a, a dip? I, I, bu I bought it in, uh, in June. So doubled oh, almost. Okay, okay, and then okay, I've okay. given back like 20%. I, I don't really care. I didn't buy that much. Yeah, and it was yeah. up. I was like, wish I had bought more. And now I'm like, okay, that's why I didn't buy that much. A couple things I'll say real quick about Bitcoin is that it may feel like, cause it's, it's price where it's at, that it's too late, but it's, it's legitimately still so super early. And, um, it, don't try to get the, the quicker, like the altcoin stuff that the quicker schemes, just need some patience with Bitcoin, but just let your money sit in Bitcoin as opposed to a bank. Yeah, that's right. Instead of being debased, it's going up in value. I, I want to actually one other thing, you know who Naval is? We've talked about him. Yeah, He's like a smart mm -hmm. venture capital guy. crypto guy. He's, you know. Anyway, he, he tweeted, if you can understand this, then you understand it all. And it's this guy, Chris Dixon, um, who the Maxis don't really like, I don't think. But anyway, he, he says this thing. He says, the reason I like the phrase, quote, computers that can make commitments is that expresses the full generality of the blockchain app design space. And he goes on to give some examples in his article. It's from like a year ago, the article, but he said it just recently. And I, you know, I started reading and he's talking about, well, you know, you could have a social uh, media app that it's just like all programmed and it can't be undone like Bitcoin, right? Like the supply can't be undone. So it's a, it's a computer that's made a commitment so it's not like a person that can be lobbied politically. So this is the problem with our system is that whatever laws there are, rules, it's, there are people administering them. So we can always lobby and influence and cheat. And then you get to a situation now where there, you know, all the rules are kind of in the shambles right now in the US. The things that are happening, the Fed's insider trading, they're printing money, they're not supposed to be doing that. The, the whole thing is completely corrupt and because and, it's humans, it's political. And you know, the point of this thing is, well, if you have a computer that can make a commitment that can't be changed by humans without... Bitcoin being, you know, um, that 51% attack, which is like almost completely unfeasible, then you can have a society that's like much, you know, you can have a much more just system because it can't be cheated. It can't be gamed. And so he starts talking about, well, yeah, we can have a, a social network that has ironclad rules where you can't be um, deplatformed without due process. But who's going to administer the due process? The people. And so then you, you see, so already that example, I was like, that's not really a commitment. That's just sort of a fake commitment. So he's talking about, a he's like, he loves Ethereum, this guy and all this shit, you know, and, and Naval seems to like a lot of different crypto. He's a big Bitcoin, but he likes everything. And this is what you're talking about, the NFTs. And, and the question is, I said, and he never answered me because he's got like 5 million followers, but I said like, okay, that makes sense. But I said, that makes sense. But then which commitments are really commitments? I was like, this guy mentioned social networks where you can be displatformed without due process. Good luck with that. When there's pressure, is there another blockchain besides Bitcoin whose commitments can be trusted? I think that's the whole, that's the whole story, right? The whole game is Bitcoin, the founder's gone. He has no influence over this thing. There's no government that can bust him or pressure him. It's gone. There's tens of thousands of nodes around the world. The blocks are small. They can be replicated around the world. This computer is committed. I totally agree with Naval's statement and the guy's statement, but it's not like, and, oh, great. Go ahead. I was going to say, and the fact that the whole China thing happened and, and it just went like that and hash rate is back up, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, that really was a worry that no one wanted to say it was a worry, but it was kind of a worry and it was no problem. Nation states shut it down and taproot coming. Taproot coming. I don't know. I've been reading more about all that Lightning Network and, and, and well, Lightning Network is gonna is gonna blow some shit out of the. I mean, that's gonna change everything. It's gonna be micropayments on internet. Oh, you you like this podcast? You don't want to you know cumbersome thing with credit cards? 
give us 20 cents worth of uh, sats, dollar worth of sats. It, stream it. You have 50 bucks in your, in your sats, in your Lightning wallet. Uh, you want to buy an article? Oh, I got to subscribe to this newspaper You know, every month and give a credit card and go through all of my uh, KYC, all this stuff. I got to put my email address and all this, my home address. No, I just stream them You know, a, a dollar's worth of sats and boom, I can read the article. For one article, 10 cents. Every hit, you get 10,000 views, 10 cents a view. That's a thousand bucks. Like, great. I mean, this is, this is, it's so ridiculous, this credit card system we have on the web. And then your identity is owned by all these insecure sites. This is going to revolutionize everything. But the whole point of, of, of this thing I was saying, though, uh, we're obviously very bullish, is that there's one that I know, one computer, one, one, crypt, one uh, blockchain that's made a, uh, that the computer has made a commitment and that's it. So instead of saying, oh, great, all this crypto, all this blockchain, they've all made, it's computers that make commitments, it's blockchain, it's, you know, it's immutable. Which ones really can't be politicked? Which ones can't, with enough money and power, be shut down or amended to the liking of people in power? Proof of stake, is that going to work when you have people with a big stake? I don't exactly know how it works. I don't know. So that's the answer those guys are going to have to come back with is where, how is, you know, the computer commitment thing is a good uh, framing of it. But like, how do we know those other computers have made the commitments? We know one has. Anyway, I just got thinking about that. And and it it made me just think, okay, here's maybe a way to identify like what the difference is. Cause you see all these people touting all this different stuff and it all sounds fine. I mean, who knows, you know, what the next big thing is the metaverse and the web three and this other shit. Maybe, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but like, how do I know that this shit is not going to, I'm not going to get rugged. You know I mean? That's, that's the thing, right? I'd rather have my adversary be a nation state or criminals or scammers who want to get your keys or whatever. than the guys running the thing in themselves are the scumbags. They're going to fuck you. You know, that's, right, right, right. But that's, I think that's worse. So anyway, right. on that note, do you have anything you watched on TV or something you want to uh, leave? Oh with? God, it's just uh, speaking of picking up activities on my whoop. I got extra nervous for Chloe's final race uh, this weekend. I was like, come on, don't win all the first six and then blow it on the medals. We kind of told her that too. We're bad parents, but um, she, uh, she did win. It was the one race she got lost the first time too, but she won. So she got a nice little medal and it's all exciting. And I'm proud of her. She went seven for seven and uh, send you some of the videos, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. This time she actually ended, she crossed the finish line crying. She, I think I said, I don't know if I sent you the right picture, but yeah. her, her face, her face. Uh, she was, she pushed herself. It was a little longer than before. And I think just the emotions and everything, she pushed herself to the very limit. She almost like was done there, but yeah, she totally crying before she reached the finish line, but made it. And it was um, pretty proud of her. Pretty cool. Pretty cool Shows story. that she has a lot of uh, co- competitiveness to be like in, you know, yeah. discomfort oh, as a kid and is, still yeah. push it. She's competitive. Yeah. I don't know where so. she gets it, but she's, uh, yeah, she's <laughs> a fighter. Pretty cool, man. So anyway, I'm about chloe that's that's how i'm gonna end it this week is my daughter balling nice nice all right well good shit all right man Liz, i'm excited yeah we'll talk more xm we'll get these but yeah we have five games and our team pretty much locked in so uh, our work here is done team of destiny dude